0: The Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donato's.com for more information. How is it going today, everybody? Today, I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a former running back for UT Martin, a former running back for the Calgary Stampeders, and he's currently a running back in the brand-new fan-controlled football league. Ladarius Galloway, how are we doing today, brother?
1: Man, we feeling pretty good, man. How you doing, man? I'm
0: blessed. I'm blessed. So first and foremost, you know we got to represent that hometown. So tell us a little bit about your hometown and what makes it so unique.
1: Yeah, man. I'm from uh, Indianola, you know, Mississippi, man, hometown of B.B. Uh, King, and um. What makes that town so unique, man, is just the fact that we just come out of the home, man. We always work hard. Blue-collar town um, is home of Indianola Academy and Gentry High School at the same time, man. Like I said, man, just a small blue-collar town, man. How we know it's work down that way.
0: Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit about your recruiting process out of high school and how you ended up at UT Martin.
1: Um, yeah, pretty much my career pretty much started off at Gentry. Um, started playing the running back and taking it serious. Well, not necessarily just taking it serious, but having fun with it around about 10th, 11th grade year. And from 10th, 11th grade year in high school, I pretty much took it from there. And got to my senior year of high school, rushed for 2,000 yards, was a big name coming up, uh, top running back in the state of Mississippi. Had rushed for 1,000 yards in uh, four games, you know, coming out, was top in the nation. And um, just pretty much, I had UCA, uh, Alcorn, and I had uh, pretty much all the rest of the offers, pretty much um, every other state of offer and uh, junior college state offer at the same time. So um, I just pretty much just took advantage of what I had. I went to do junior college route, ended up at Compiler, community college. And then from out there Compiler, community college, I went there a year and a half, got my associates in health ed and and transferred over to uh, UT Martin and got the opportunity with up coach Jason Simpson. Played there as a junior, balled out as a junior, was the top top running back in the nation at the time as a junior. Uh, finished out my junior year with 800 and some yards, 300 and some receiving off the bench. So it was pretty much was a well-balanced season. And then came back my senior year, topped it off with uh, some preseason All-American accolades, uh, senior Bowl watch list athletes. and I had a few ages at the time. And I also was getting recruited by the Tennessee Titans and came out, um, didn't get that, that didn't go as planned. So ended up going to CFL route, ended up in Calgary Ball out down there. And it's just now I'm here in the FCF, man, just, you know, doing what I can to make it happen so I can get back to where I uh, want to be.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's all a journey, baby. We we cover all sorts of journeys and yours is just as unique and exciting. And it's just yes, getting sir. started. It's just getting started, my boy. So, you know, got kind of, to kind of go back to your JUCO experience a little bit. So tell us about your JUCO experience. Kind of what did you learn at that level that that you've kind of carried with you throughout your entire football career?
1: Um, what I learned in junior college is, man, just the, there's just simple values of hard work and just, Learning how to take um take the film room and put it on the field. Playing up on the coach Glenn Davis, he was always big on guys as far as details and um, running back. He was also a running back coach at Mississippi State, so he kind of understood with you know from the experience of coaching the running back position of you know, what he what he pretty much was looking for from that position. Being that he was a head coach at the time, so I just wanted to make sure I put on film exactly what he was looking for as far as like detail runs and finish runs and being able to catch the ball out the backfield. Big shout-out to Coach Glenn Davis and Kapai Lincoln for that because they always use my versatility.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I've actually had a couple – I've been I've been blessed to have a couple Last Chance you alum on my show, um, and they've obviously talked about their experience on the TV show, um, talking about mm-hmm. JUCO. Was your JUCO experience similar to, like, what Last Chance You showcased, or was your experience different than that?
1: Yeah, we actually was on Last Chance U. We was on the first ever episode uh, when Kapai Lincoln beat East Mississippi. Oh wow! Uh, I, I played in that game. Uh, me and Aquarius Landrews and a couple other guys was also uh, big time players in that game. You know, man, it just was an awesome experience. Just to have some TV time. You know, coming out of high school, I was thinking I was like a freshman at the time, and got that first piece of TV experience and being then playing up on the number one team in the nation up from junior college at the time, East Mississippi, where we was also two of the nation at the time. So it was a big game all around, man. Packed house too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember that game, too. I was like when I first fell in love with Last Chance U and hey, that's that's dope that you were uh, you got a little showtime up in there. But uh, so like you kind of mentioned, you had a huge debut season with UT Martin. Uh, You racked up 859 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Did you kind of expect to break out like you did out of Juco or did you kind of like kind of I don't know what was kind of your reaction to having as big of a season as you did?
1: I mean, I mean, I'm a humble, I'm, I'm a humble guy, so I just wanted to come in as humble as, as I possibly could and just you know get in what coach wanted me to fit in. And that area was where he needed me the most and I did exactly what I needed to do. Uh first game coming off the bench, 17 carries for 157 yards versus D2 program Clarion. And then got ended up earning the starting job versus old Miss the second game and uh started for 24 carries, 188 yards. You know, that was pretty much one of my biggest game of the season, averaging 7.8 yards a, a game. I mean, a carry at the time. And uh, that put me at number two in the nation at the time. And man, it was just big, you know, to, to be at a D1 AA program, having a D1 double A O line and just being able to do a SEC program like that. That spoke highly of my game individually, you know, even though it's a team effort. You know, big shout-out to the O-line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I was actually watching that game not too long ago. Uh, whenever I first started talking to you about trying to get you on the show, I remember mm-hmm. that game specifically. Um, but yeah, man, you balled out that game. That that put you on the map for sure. So you mm-hmm. know, I know I know a lot of like NFL scouts and CFL scouts and all that looked at that game. So what kind of pro football interest did you have after college? And then how did you end up landing a gig in the CFL?
1: Um, I did pick, pretty much pick up a lot of interest as far as um, NFL, but. The main interest came from the Titans. You know, I was in their backyard being at UT Martin. You know, uh, Nashville probably was like two, three hours away at the time. So, they pretty much – Coach Rob Ryder, the scout at the time, he was pretty much an area at every game. But, um, like I said, that didn't work out as far as, like, with them because of – the. I ain't going to say because of – you know, it just wasn't meant to be, you know. So, I just um, came back. I ended up getting a DM from Cal Carson, uh, Calgary Stampede, hit one of their head scouts. Cal uh, Carson, he dm me, wanted to get me down to uh, Tampa for a mini camp invite. So they invited me to mini camp, flew me out to Tampa, worked out at IMG for like three days, and uh, ended up getting the opportunity. They said they was going to send me to a uh, uh, fall camp and training camp in preseason. So I ended up signing the contract, you know, went, flew out to Canada for the first time. I was 22 years old. I had just now got my uh, my passport, you know, first time flying out the country. That was awesome. So it just was, a, it was an amazing journey, you know, just to be able to say I went over there at the age of 22, learned a lot, you know, even though I got cut and released, man, I took so much with me as far as, like, with the guys and interacting with them, you know, lead guys, they were talking highly of me, the O-line voted me, in. you know, just a 20-man American who got me over there because they only allowed so many Americans over there at one time, so coach pretty much told me it pretty much wasn't my talent it's just you know the uh, politics pretty much got it got a role and coach was looking for a specific guy to play running back at the time so and, and I want that guy at the time and that, that, like I said it just humbled me and made me better at the same time you know it always pushed me to go harder
0: yeah for sure you know it's always a step in the journey hey you made another connection you know and you went out there you were humble about it and you balled out so hey you never know that that door could open down the road. It's just, you know, it's all part of the journey, man. I preach that all the time on my podcast. Um, yes, sir. So you kind of talked about it already, but kind of what was your experience in the CFL like and how difficult was the transition to CFL rules and field size? I know they have some crazy rules, like they only got three oh, yeah. rounds. The field's oh, crazy. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about your experience.
1: Man, the field is 60 yards <laughs> wide, like 60 or at least 60 yards wide, or probably like 120 yards long. And you talking about in shape? And then being that we was like 3,000 and some feet up in the air, you know, being in Calgary, Alberta at the time, I was like, wow, the air is so thin. And then like, I'm talking about like from living in Calgary for like almost a month to going back home, air difference was way different, you know, in shape. I was able to go home and run run some amazing sprints, wasn't even getting tired. As usual, as I would, you know, running the miles, four laps around my track. So, I think I probably ran four laps, right, with ease, man. Once I came back. But, like I said, man, the experience in Calgary was awesome, man. The guys were awesome. The coaches was. The fan base in Calgary was awesome, man. Just an overall great experience.
0: Yeah, people sleep on the CFL a lot, too, man. That is, like, literally V V-step below the NFL, dog. Like- right. It's crazy up there, man. I've never been to a game, but it's definitely on my bucket list to see a CFL game. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So how did you – this is this new league, man, started up a couple weeks ago, the Fan-Controlled Football League. A lot of people who are listening probably haven't even heard of it yet, but it's on the rise, man, and it's so unique and so interesting. How did you get into the Fan-Controlled Football League and kind of what has that entire experience been like so far?
1: Okay, um, I pretty much started, man. I got the opportunity to come to camp in Atlanta. You know, in front of the scoring, Coach John Jenkins, Coach Ray Austin, and the other coaches at the time, and I got the opportunity to come down and just showcase my talent. And, man, coaching, it was just blown away, you know what I'm saying, what they seen from my uh, skill set as far as, like, catching the ball and being a receiver and playing running back at the same time. So, they just liked it, my versatility. I think overall they liked it was my character and my speech, you know, how I able to interact, you know what I'm saying, face-to-face. You know, as far as, like, conversation and everything, and you know, um, like I said, it we just went from there, man, and just being in the CFL, just, I mean, the FCF and just seeing it, seeing it all work out from that point to now, and just, man, it's just amazing, you know what I'm saying, just to see how it took seven years for this to get on board, and we'll be the first ones to make history, man, it's a blessing, you yeah. know, and then, and like I said, coaches, man, coming in watching us, and we're being coached by legendary coaches, you know, Judge Jacob being a legendary coach himself, man. It's just, like I said, it's a blessing, man. Awesome to have, man. You need to be a part of.
0: Yeah, so how did that, like, entire opportunity come about, like – was it like, did you like kind of like, did they like reach out to players and invite them down or like, how did that go? And if so, like, did you kind of question like the validity of it at first? Because I know like a lot of people on social media when the league first came about, you know, they're like, Oh man, it's just like another arena league. But then, you know, you're seeing dudes like Quentin flowers and Johnny Manziel and dudes who've been balling in the league. And they're like, Oh shit, this is kind of legit. Did you kind of question that at first too? Or like kind of what was the whole, like, how did it like come about? Like, how was it approached to you?
1: I mean, it was approached to me through my agent. You know, he told me about the camp. He told me about the FCF New League coming out. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, never really just heard of it. But, you know, it seemed like a great opportunity, so I'm going to take it. So, and then I took it, man. And like I said, just seeing it work out from then until now, seeing, like, the guys and being able to still interact with guys, you know, what I really just missed, you know what I'm saying, from, from the love of the game, man. Man, it's just special. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a blessing to be here. One of probably one of few few athletes in the world, free agents. You know, it's a lot of free agents dying to get get a position that I'm in right now. Like I said, I just want to take full advantage of it, and like I said, enjoy it to the fullest, man. Like I said, God get all the glory.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So kind of what's it like not only going from regular football to arena ball, but also what's it like having fans literally control your plays, your job security, all of that? What's that kind of like, man?
1: I mean, with fan control football, I wouldn't really just say it's arena ball because it's still – if if it were like saving 11-11 football, man, it still kind of be it still would be the same. It's just like inside run and seven mm-hmm. and seven mixed together because when we go 21 personnel, that's too tight. Yeah. When we go 30 personnel, that's big personnel. That's when we can get into a lot of runs and a lot and in a few passes. But when we go 21 personnel, we can also do the same thing. It's just a lot more speed out there. You know, a lot of guys able a lot more guys able to go out for routes at the same time, which more than likely around about five including the running back so like i said man i don't really just don't i really want to say the fcl is a rental base i feel like it's more basic principle base as far as like with the nfl and what they're looking for as far as far as like you know being able to make those cuts on outside runs or from a defense standpoint being able to uh, cover in small small spots on the field or just small areas on the field and like i said man from playing it at the running back position being able to uh, just running the ball from the last few weeks, man, it's a lot more tighter. And I think coaches in the NFL want to see a lot of running backs get more north and south versus east and west. Like I said, that's that's what I've been working on all week just for far as like cleaning up and seeing what holes in the defense that I can get in the runs to where they can keep, keep me north and south a lot of the times.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I've, I've always loved about like indoor football, arena football, all that stuff. We used to have an arena team up here where I live. Uh, we don't have it anymore. It was actually coached by the Liotta brothers who are coaching up there now too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, it's like, you, you don't have room to to not be athletic in our in in indoor football. You just don't, there's only seven dudes on the field at the same time, you know, on the offense, seven dudes on the defense, you know, there's no room, mm-hmm. there's no room for mistakes, you know? And and you've been balling, bro. You got franchise tagged right after week one, bro. So you already made your statement on the league. it's um, so kind of with that being said, on your entire career, we got to mm-hmm. know who's the best player you've ever played with and the best you've ever played against. You can shout out a few names. I know this is a hard one.
1: Um, The best I ever played with. <laughs> no matter what year. Like no high matter. School. High school.
0: Little gritters, bro. FCF. College, bro. It don't even matter. CFL. Anywhere.
1: Uh, I gotta go with the Mississippi Alabama game. Man. Just balling with some of the Mississippi guys like John A, Jonathan Abrams, Jamal Peters, Leo Lewis, um, Raphael, uh, Rashard. You know them. Some of my guys we play with all together coming up. So you know, just playing with them and playing against probably. I can probably say is uh my dog Win McManus man. he play uh played at the University of Memphis with Calgary right now got an opportunity with the Saints man and just he gonna challenge you on, on no matter what it is man Athlete, linebacker you know always around the ball always gonna get to the ball always having a lot of passion for the game you know that's my boy that's big shout out to my dog Win.
0: Yeah, you gotta help me get him on the show. I'm a big Saints fan. If you didn't know that, but
1: man, you know, I'm a Saints fan too, my man. Hey, you know
0: what I'm saying? You look uh, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. Who that nation, baby? You already know we run deep. <laughs> so, hey, so what is kind of like a week in the FCF look like, man? Like, what's your practice schedule? Kind of, what's your downtime like? I know you guys are in a bubble, right? So, like, kind of tell what? me a little bit about about all of that. I mean, the, like, normal operations throughout the week.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, Sundays and Mondays we got the days off. You know, uh, pretty much a lot of cold 12 day. Sunday cold to day, Monday cold to day, film day, uh, interact with coach day. Some of the guys. Tuesday, we are looking at um, wake up in the morning, going first thing first, COVID test, you know, breakfast, and then we're going to get into offense, defense meetings, and then we you know take it to the field around about eleven fifty, bust the parts, we get it in for probably about two hours, two hours thirty minutes maybe. Then we get back to the room, man. Pretty much get a dinner in, or get a lift if you got lift that day. And then we just uh, finish it off with an offensive meet around about eight thirty, and then team meet, no team meet around about eight thirty, and offensive meet around about eight forty five, defensive meeting eight forty five. So that's pretty much the day or day to day going on with the FCL right now. The bubble is awesome. Food is awesome. Um, the way the, uh, the training staff is awesome. You know I mean, uh, the ladies ladies in the mail, the males and females that cook our food, they're awesome. Man, I think just the bubble is dope, man. Video games, the Twitch guys are around, the hotel staff, and they're amazing too, man, as far as like getting us a uh, clean, proper bed wear and everything. So laundry's good and all that, man. It's just the FCF is doing its thing first year.
0: Yeah, it looks like it, man. And it's, it's exciting to watch. For those of you who don't know, you can you can stream all their games on Twitch. They have a draft every week. They got games on Saturdays, right, Fridays and Saturdays, stuff like that. Yeah. Saturdays, everything like that, yeah. man.
1: Yeah, Wednesdays, one-on-one days. Uh, Wednesdays, one-on-one and draft days. Uh, Saturdays, pretty much, you know, one-on-ones, and then we're going to go game day.
0: Yeah, and it's super exciting to watch. You got all sorts of stars out there. You've probably seen CFL games, NFL games top notch college players out there too. And then you got dudes mm-hmm. who didn't get their fair shot in college and stuff like that, or CFL, and they're out there balling out, doing their thing too. So it's just got a perfect blend of everybody. So exactly. we got to know, man, man, what's next for you, whether it's football, whether it's career wise, what's next for you, my man. So we can all stay tuned.
1: I mean, um, I really don't know what's next, but I got a plan. Um, you know, whether I'll be continuing on with football or not, man, I do have a, um, I do believe that I do get a shot at the NFL or even CFL again. And um, you know, no, if I don't, you know, I still got the awesome uh awesome degree to fall back on. I majored in business and graduated from UT Bar, graduated with my bachelor's in business. So where I'm also a personal trainer at home on the side and also a coach at the same time. So that's when when you see me wearing the uh the shirt logo shift team, that's my brand and logo. Um, you know, big shout out to Shift Team, big shout out to LG7 Sports Training. You know, I'm just, man, that's what I want to look and get into, man, just share everything that I learned from the football game and put it back into the youth because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, it's our gift as humans, you know what I'm saying, to live here on earth and to serve others, you know what I'm saying, so I say, I tell people all the time, man, you know, find your gift, you know what I'm saying, you know, and then after that, after you find your gift, serve it back, and serve it back to the world, man, and die empty, bro. so. That's, that's my, that's one of my biggest goals, man. Just have fun, man. Live, have fun. Yeah. um, I was just going to say, oh man, that, I learned that pretty much just from like the last past year. I lost my pops March 27th, 2020. And then I lost my big brother July 18th, 2020. So I just been pushing for them ever since, man. My my big brother was 23. I'm 23 right now. So I just gotta, I gotta push forward for them. So
0: prayers, my boy, that's tough. That's tough. But yeah, like your mentality right there. I mean, that's the exact reason I started my podcast, man. Like if I I say the same thing to a lot of people, man, if you got if you got a gift, get out there and use it, man. Whether it's just like whether you're flipping burgers, bro, like if you can share your message or do whatever, like it doesn't matter, my man, you know, get out there, get your message out there and inspire Mm -hmm. the youth, man. I mean, and yeah, it's just it's really that simple. So I got one last question for you, bro. Um, What kind of advice can you kind of pass along to the athletes out there chasing their professional football dreams?
1: Um, I would say, man, builds or relationships, man. And you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, we also have, we all have talent. We all have gifts, but the best thing you can do to a person to leave a great impression, character is everything. And I got, like I said, man, relationships, you know, whether your coach be, whether it be a coach that you had in high school, man, still, you know, keep that relationship with that coach because you never know your high school coach at the time might get an NFL job. Well, your college coach might get an NFL job, man. He knowing that you played up on him, man, he always could depend on you. Sports, as as your accountability, you know what I'm saying? Your character, your humbleness, you know what I'm saying? You always been a leader. Them the kind of guys coaches want around them, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, you know, that right there plays a bigger part in what your actual talent is or how much actual talent that you have. Because, you know, a lot of coaches believe in. If you doing good about others and doing good throughout the week, and game days be beautiful a lot of, most of the time. You know what I'm saying? All you doing good and you serving, man, and it's just gonna be beautiful to see once as as you no, know, as you know, so you know what I'm saying? The benefits of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. But Darius Galloway, ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all tune in to his game on Saturday night. My man's gonna be balling out, taking the field. So <laughs> you already know, my man. So I appreciate you. I'm gonna link everything. Down below, follow him on all social media platforms, and yeah, man, I appreciate you hopping on the show today.
1: Man, appreciate you, man. Big shout out to any of the Mississippi, man. Y'all go add me on IG Gway Seven One Four. That's G W A Y Y Seven, man. Also add me on Twitter too, underscore Gway Seven, yes, underscore sir. underscore Galloway Seven, man. Appreciate. it.
0: Yes, sir. Y'all got to. We'll be tuned in yeah. for sure, my man.
1: Already, man. Appreciate you for having me, bro.
0: Yes, sir.